Behold us, O God, your children of the dust. Behold us, come to us, and breathe new life into our weary souls. Amen. When our daughter Abby, who is now about 12 years old, was a toddler, she hit that stage in life that every parent knows when her favorite word was no. And Dave, our son, who uh, is always looking for an opportunity for creativity, but especially if it involves humor, decided to video her and sent the video to Lee and I. Here is Abby sitting in her chair. She must have been about 15 months old. She was deeply engrossed in the tray on her high chair and the finger foods that Laura had put out for her. Now, Abby would eat just about anything. So there was a great array, you know, a little banana here, a little pea here, a little carrot here, a little piece of chicken here, and she was deeply engrossed in that. She would take her little tiny fingers and lift the morsel to her lips, and she was just so focused on that one thing. Then comes Dave's voice. Abby? She looks up obediently. Now, Abby was a towhead, almost white hair, with the short hair with these gorgeous, round, slightly pink cheeks. So you just love to look at that face. And then Dave says, Abby, are you ever going to run out into the street without looking? She goes, no. Goes back to her tray. Abby, she looks up. Will you ever talk back to Mommy and Daddy? No. She goes back to her tray. Dave's on a roll. He's remembering his childhood. When you get older, <laughs> are you going to date boys? No. Are you want to go out drinking with your friends? No. And so this went on. For about five minutes. Abby only interested in eating and saying no. And she had no idea what she was saying no to. This is a wonderful story for us this morning, and it was the first image that came to me. Because when we are in the midst of Lent and we hear the great litany, and we begin to think about what our Lenten discipline will be, it's important to be able to simplify. And maybe it helps if we think about the one thing that God gave the first man and woman that gave them dignity. And that first thing was choice. Listen to the story of the Garden of Eden. God, I think God knows what's going to happen. 
God has to know. Because the first thing that a child does when you say don't is that they do. I remember David himself, who he wasn't talking much, and I kept saying to him, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, it's hot. Well, you know what his first word was? Hot, (laughs) because he touched the stove. That's part of our nature. When, When Abby began to say no, when we say no, when we exert ourselves in the face of a boundary, we're declaring our own dignity as a person. It's important for children to be able to say no. But it's also important to lay down some rules. And sometimes we can feel like Lent is nothing but a series of rules. We will listen to the Ten Commandments every Sunday in Lent. Don't do this. Don't do this. Honor your mother and father. Things to do. Boundaries. Guidelines. So what are we to do as people of God? Well, I think one of the things that's not in the passage that we saw this morning, that we heard from Genesis, is the line following Adam and Eve, or not yet named, the man and the woman sewing loincloths for for themselves, is that they hide from God. I love the image that we hide from God. If a child does something wrong, very often the first instinct is to hide. We hide from God when we get awfully busy. My primary Lenten discipline, one of them, I try to keep it simple, is to get off Facebook, which some of you who are my Facebook friends know. So I've I've gone off Facebook, and the one thing I've learned about myself is that has become a real easy way for me to not only hide from God, but hide from myself. Have a second where I don't have something to do? Look at Facebook. I'm amazed at how many times I want to go to my phone and look at Facebook. So I have taken a note from Scripture, from the story of the garden that we hear this morning, and also from the rest of Scripture. First of all, in the garden, when God calls and goes looking for the man and the woman who are hiding, they come out of hiding. I think that's a clue of something that we can do. Now, for those first 10 chapters of Genesis, God is trying to engage human beings. That's what he did in the beginning in the garden. God's walking in the garden. This is a a story the rabbis tell us that is not the second creation story. This is the story of God's relationship with human beings. And the first thing God does is set a boundary. And they set a boundary. Boundaries are important. But then how do you negotiate them so you have a relationship? So God tries a lot of things, including a flood, because things are just not going well in the creation, and finally decides that God needs to do things differently. The first 10 chapters in Genesis are known 
is the prehistory. Chapter 11 is the beginning of God's intimate relationship with human beings because God realizes that a relationship needs to be founded on conversation, on trust, on something more than rule setting. So God goes to Abram and Sarai and says, Abram, Abram, and Abram says, here I am. And God says, go forth to a land that I will show you. And Abram and Sarai go, here I am. The Hebrew word is Hanani. And a couple of weeks ago when I was in North Carolina at the Dream Conference, don't worry, I'm not going to talk more about dreams today. <laughs> when I was at the Dream Conference, one of my classmates is a cantor. And we were talking, and we were talking about the High Holy Days, and we were talking about Lent. And he told me, he said his favorite prayer in the High Holy Days is Hanani. And I said, I know that prayer. Here I am. That's what Hanani in Hebrew means. And he said, yes. And he said, it begins, Behold me, O God, your servant, in all my humility. It's a beautiful Jewish prayer. And he said, when he gets to the end, he said, it's hard for me not to cry. Here I am. Behold me, O God. Matthew pointed out this morning that behold is written on the reredos behind our altar. I never knew that. It's a very powerful thing to know when we come up for communion. That is a prayer. Behold us, O God. But choice. There are lots of choices in life. And I'm sure that any one of us here will say that we have made a choice that has kicked us out of the garden of our lives. And we do die. I think God was right. We do die. We die to what we thought was the way things were supposed to be. And things become a lot different and a lot tougher. But that's what life is about. Dying and rising and dying and rising. We are like the earth. We are like the flowers. We die and we are recreated. Dying and rising. And every time we say no, we make a choice. And choice is intrinsic to our human dignity. So, how do we choose? Well, I think we need God's help. I think Lent is about building our fundamental relationship with God. And in order to do that, we need to come out of hiding. I told the, the kids and their families at 9 o'clock that when Lent means spring, the lengthening of days, when spring comes, we all want to go outside and play games, and one of our favorite games is hide-and-seek. And I know a man who was hearing kids one spring outside, and they were 
running around in the yard and screaming and yelling. He looked out and he realized they were playing hide and seek, but there was one little girl who was off behind some bushes and everybody got found but her. And so he yelled out the window, get found, kid. So we need to get found. So my prayer when I woke up this morning was, Hanani, here I am, God. Feel that when you ask God to see you, to find you. I can feel it through my body now as I say it. Behold me, O God. I need you. I need your help. I need you to know me. I need you to help me with my choices. Hanani, here I am.